Is it working? No. Maybe. Is it? I got the bag like Poppins. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah. You could be. Is is he cool? Yeah, he's pretty cool. I guess so. Yeah, I guess it would be cool. I'm Mary Poppins. It would be cool. Yeah. But you know, I got the bags like Poppins. The bags like Poppins. Yeah. Just bottomless. Yeah. Exactly. Mary yeah. Poppins hood certified. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This um, this is actually just like the origins of of rapping in the <laughs> in the two thousands and tens and upwards. Yeah, exactly. You know? Bags like Poppins. You got the Migos flow. Yeah. You got it all. Got the no way, that's not Eminem though. Exactly. Yeah, all you needed was the ad libs. Chase. Whatever. Bang bang. <laughs> pow pow pow. Wait, that's a different guy. Nah, 21, 21, 21. Water. Yeah. Uh, who's, got the, who's got the best ad libs? I don't know. Who's the best ad libs? Yeah. I don't freaking know. It's lit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's up there. Yeah. The Travis Scott, yeah. And then you're only defined how good of a rapper you are by your fucking ad libs. <laughs> that's what everybody <laughs> strives. It's not, it's not how good your lyrics are anymore, it's how good your ad libs are. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure designer only talks in ad libs. Like, I don't think he's able to talk normally. Yeah. Based on what I've seen in interviews with him. Yeah. Well, I mean, designer's not really that relevant anymore. I mean, he barely was. Yeah. He had one song. <laughs> Two songs, technically. No one cares about the second song. What? What do you mean? It's Timmy Turner. Got a burner. Timmy, Timmy Turner. Souls in the burner. Yeah. That was a hit. <laughs> <laughs> he had two hits okay some rappers don't even have like two hits they only have like one that's true some people don't even have any hits i mean like i feel like Shaq west is like the biggest one hit wonder so far some of modern times some rappers only even have half a hit like fucking Corey guns yeah Man that's was in a song that wasn't even his song that was the height of his career yeah that's that is true well, I mean, he was on the original Millie. Yeah. But, like, Wayne booted him off of that verse, which I was like, damn. Damn. Oh, he's like, I got you for six foot seven. Or, what, sorry, whatever it's called. Six foot eleven. Six foot seven foot. Yeah. Six, six four eleven foot. Six foot eleven. <laughs> yeah. Say the word, Jimmy. Well, you know, okay? You already knew what I was referencing, okay? Say, say the word, Jimmy. No, I'm not saying the word. You're you're gonna say the word at some point during this podcast. Uh, super califacalicious expion doshes. That is <laughs> that's as best as I can go. <laughs> it's close enough. <laughs> yeah, we'll just roll with that. It's better than before, you know. I was like super cala cala burner magalicious <laughs> delicious. Cala burner Timmy Turner. Like what are you saying here? Like. <laughs> 
Uh, welcome to a new episode of uh, the critics who are cashiers. It's your boy Jim. Yes. That's your boy Raisin Bran. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I am pretty dry with a yeah. little bit of sweetness. Yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's uh, it's uh, been a while since we've been on the on the stewed. The stewed. The stewed. Yeah. You know, so it's it's nice that uh yeah we sat we sat and stewed all along about it yeah <laughs> you know uh, I've been sick I have just been busy and he's been busy and then I got sick again and then then yeah now we're back and now other people get sick too and now it's just uh you know it's only a matter of time to Brandon get sick I don't know why you're trying to curse me like I, I, I'm knocking on the wood damn it. <laughs> Look, I've been taking my medicine. Sick of this life, okay. <laughs> you gonna join the jumpers? Exactly. God, yeah. That was a dark twist in this movie. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, it, this didn't happen. This was just an imaginary dream of uh, Mr. Banks. He actually did jump off. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, he got gas lit enough into doing it. Yeah. By some random woman. Yeah. On the streets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're talking about our first Disney film that we've ever done. Which is kind of surprising. And this is also probably not the first Disney film people would expect us to do. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like people would expect us to do, like, I don't know, freaking Toy Story or something first. Mm, yeah, I guess so. Is that, but that's not even the best of, like, the Pixar mo of movies, oddly enough. Yeah, what do you think is? Uh, okay, this is my debate, and it's it's definitely like up there because I know there's a crowd of people that didn't like this movie, but Inside Out is so fucking good. I still haven't seen it. So uh, they, yeah, I can't. I can't say. I've heard good things about it though, but I have not seen it. I, like, I I really like it a lot, and I know you could say that like some of the characters are kind of annoying, but I feel like they're supposed to be annoying in nature like like if you're dealing with two emotions that are literally they have to be like that because they're fucking emotions then yeah like whatever then <laughs> yeah i mean i liked monsters inc i thought that was good uh i don't know i feel like that one for me is a little bit forgettable it was ne it's never been a desire for me to like go back to it but it has billy crystal sure but you know it's also randall <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I feel like, but then again, there's like a lot of like other Pixar movies that I I'm kind of like ashamed to have not watched. I didn't watch uh, Rakakuni. Rakakuni. <laughs> yeah. I've I've also not watched Rakakuni. <laughs> Go back to our Everything Everywhere All at Once review for the parody for the reference. Or just watch the movie. Yeah. When you want. Yeah. Um. What's it called? I haven't seen um, A Bug's Life. That one's okay. Ants, though. Ants. You saw Ants, not a bug. <laughs> yeah, I saw the bootleg version. The bootleg. <laughs> we have Bug's Life at home version. I have to rewatch Ants. I haven't seen that movie in, like, decades at this point. So. Uh, oh, wait. In all honesty, wouldn't just A Bug's Life just be, like, the home version of Ants? Because I could have sworn, like, Ants was just, like, a better movie. I don't know. I I have to rewatch 
Ant has been so long. I have to rewatch both. I haven't seen both in such a long time. Yeah, I haven't seen Wally. I haven't seen like everything of Up. You haven't seen? You just watch like the first ten minutes or something? No, just like the first hour, and then I kind of just like, eh. That's almost the whole movie. <laughs> I don't know why you didn't just finish it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just never came around to it. But yeah, you know, there's a lot of other films that like from Pixar that I really haven't watched, but. Uh, I mean, I like Pixar, of course. I like Disney animation films. I guess you could say we could have gone for a more popular recent film. Um, like Encanto, I'm definitely going to want to talk about that with you one day. Or like Fantasia. Yeah, I mean, I heard the most recent Disney film kind of bombed. That uh, was Wish. Yeah. yeah, no, that I heard that movie sucks. <laughs> so I guess sort of relevant doing a Disney movie. Yeah. Not relevant doing a live action Disney movie. Yeah. This is Disney's 100th, by the way, year. Oh, sorry, I'm speaking in fucking <laughs> different. Deaths. This is Disney's 100th year. And half of these movies, like coming this year, has like sucked so much ass. Kind of bad for them. Yeah. This was, I guess, critically Disney's most successful movie, I think, at the time. Critically? Well, up, up until I think they said 2016, at least in the Oscars, this had mm. the most nominations up until mm. 2016. Well, I mean, I guess it's like live action, so you can like kind of get away with like a lot of nominations. Yeah. I feel like like animated movies don't really get the respect of like the best picture nominations or some shit like that because they only looked about it like has like best animated films. Which like fucking Disney had I had a chokehold on that award like for the longest time. Yeah, I guess, but I'm also gonna call the Academy out on that one year when the um, fucking what was it? Parasite won best foreign picture and then it also won best picture. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, if it's the best picture overall, then yeah, it makes sense. It's also the best foreign picture if it's a foreign. Like, yeah. So if it's like an animated film, you nominated for best picture wins. And if it doesn't win best animated picture, it doesn't make any sense. So yeah. it's like, they could do two things. So it's been like, they, I don't know why they did that. It's like, they should because just, I don't know, man. They just disqualified <laughs> from the running. Like, yeah, I guess so. I just thought like, I don't know, man. That, if I get Academy Boulders or like, well, at least back in the days. Now I know they've kind of cleaned house about that, but like, like back in the days, there were like these fucking eighty old men who like decided like who would be the winners and shit like that. Yeah, now it's just people are part of like the the guild or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could say that. It, thankfully, it's gone like that, or you could say it could have gotten worse because of that. Because now you see some nominations of movies that really don't deserve a fucking Best Picture nomination. But because it's so goddamn popular that, like, it would be kind of remiss that, like, it would be like, why, why, why wasn't this nominated? And I'm like, because it wasn't that good <laughs> to be in that fucking criteria. Yeah, I mean, I think I started noticing that back in the day when it was the... Uh... <laughs> Well, movie one, Crash one. I think I've probably mentioned this before in the mm -hmm. podcast. That movie did not deserve to win Best Picture. No. Especially over Brokeback Mountain. Mm -mm. It's like, bro. Yeah, but that movie was just like, hey, guys, racist is bad. Hey, am I right? Yeah, <laughs> I know it's like the late 2000s, guys, but did you know racism is still considered bad? Yeah. 
it's like but then i watch him like his movie's not even like good like yeah that that too i mean honestly broke back mountain would have made more like uh headliners Wow, a movie about two like characters in the movie who are primarily gay characters winning be, Best Picture. That was also before there was a uh, gay marriage was legalized in the states. So oh, exactly, like if you want like a good press run of like, oh my God, did you see what the Academy Award voted for? Like for Best Picture? Oh my God, look at the. I guess they didn't want to take controversy. Went to the safe option. Yeah, literally safe. Anyways. Uh, that's a little Academy Award uh, history <laughs> and opinion. But uh, yeah, no, Mary Poppins, it's uh, obviously a very famous uh, Disney property. Um, wasn't created by Disney. It was not. It was uh, based on a series of books by... Uh, R.L. Travers, I believe. R.L. Travers was her name. Yeah. And she did not like this movie. Oh, really? Okay, she so... Did yeah, she really did not like this movie. Strangely enough, much like the uh, one of the characters' names, like the characters in this movie, she's very precise about how she wanted things done. Yeah, she wanted to make sure Mary Poppins looked a certain way. She also didn't want any animation in the film, she didn't want the songs in the film like at all. Mm -hmm. She wanted only period accurate pieces. Like fucking green sleeves and Tarara Boomdier in this movie. So, um, so basically, our Tarara's was like, I don't want any of this. And Walt Disney's like, okay, bet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was reading that. It uh, said, like, they got her on by saying, like, oh, you have like, uh, like, like script approval decisions, like, right? But then he's like, yeah, but you don't have final draft approval, so I'm overruling you. <laughs> he just ignored her. Wow. So it's oddly enough that, like, uh, they made a movie, like, years later, uh, Saving Mr. Banks, which uh, I think would have benefit benefited way more if it wasn't created by fucking Disney. <laughs> yeah. Because... Uh, well, it could clearly you could see that like Disney, Walt Disney is not considered a bad character in that fucking movie. Of course not. <laughs> yeah, they're not gonna do that. <laughs> they're not gonna do that. So it's like, it, it's literally the same thing I say about like, um, fucking straight out of Compton. Like, yeah, it's a great movie. It's fun, sure. And you could say that some things happened, some of it didn't. But like, of course, in the movie, the fucking people who look the best. Or portrayed the best as fucking Ice Cube and Dr. Dre. Why? Um, maybe because they're executive producers of the fucking movie. Of course, they're going to be fucking portrayed like they're fucking heroes. Exactly. Well, everybody's doing bad. And they're like the only characters to be like, oh, no, no, we, we're not bad. We're great. We're good people. Dr. Dre, I, did, I, I didn't hit a woman. And that didn't get shown in the fucking uh, property in the movie. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I never saw Saving Mr. Banks. I, I don't know what Walt Disney was like. I don't think he was that bad, but he definitely um, had his own vision of how the film should be. And it's kind of just like, basically, once he got the rights to it, he's just kind of like, yeah, I'm just going to go with my own thing, mostly. Yeah. Um, and I guess you could say that, like, it's a debate about how you, like, how you can interpret that decision making. 
because R.L. Travers obviously wrote the material. So I guess you could say that she should have all intellectual properties. Sure. But she also gave the permission to write the, like to produce the film under Disney's watch. So she had all the decisions in the fucking world to just say no. You know, but she agreed to the, to the deal. So if Walt Disney wants to alterate things, I mean, it's... Is he really in the wrong for that? Like, you kind of gave him the permission. He literally pulled the Darth Vader. He was like, the deal has been altered. <laughs> yeah. Right? Don't alter it anymore. Like, yeah, you could say that maybe Disney, uh, Walt Disney for doing something like that is like a very scumbag move. Sure. But, like, I don't know. Did you did you not know that this was what you were to be dealing with the entire time? Yeah, to be fair, it was. He was they're dealing with Walt Disney, so you know what type of movie they're going to be making. Exactly. They weren't going to make, like, a period piece. Exactly. A weird movie about a stern nanny who has magical powers. Yeah, exactly. So you should <laughs> So eat your L and then enjoy your fucking money. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. I guess that's my opinion because I guess like you could say like oh like the what happened what what's like was the was the author's dig uh, not dignity but like author's like respect. view respect like what's the creator's respect in all of this? Yeah, exactly. and I mean almost like in the history of our podcast we've talked about like another situation like The Shining for instance. Yeah. Like, where's the author's respect for Stephen King for fucking Stanley Kubrick changing up that whole fucking movie? And look at what, where it's regarded now. It's like one of the best horror movies of all time. So, I mean, there came good out of it, despite the <laughs> we didn't follow what the author of the story went. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that, like, sometimes uh, films and whatever books... Like, yeah, you could translate it for the like book page by page or view by view, and it could be considered a shitty movie. Maybe good on book, but it could be shitty on movie. Yeah, exactly. Some, yeah, some things don't translate over well. I mean, this happens a lot in book to film adaptations, especially books that are a lot more out there. Like, I know when we did our american uh psycho review the book for that is way different than the actual movie hmm. like it's a lot more fucked up right yeah so like but the, a lot of that stuff would just be like on camera just be like why why am i watching this right yeah same with i don't know if you ever saw one floor over the cuckoo's nest so that's a great film too it's a good movie i read the whole i read the book as well it's told from the perspective of the chief who actually is like a paranoid schizophrenic in the book. And mm. it's like, he has sometimes weird hallucinations. Yeah. But like, if you're doing that in a film, that'd just be like, that'd just be weird to watch. Like if the suddenly dream sequences start just happening in the middle of the story. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like, I, you got to respect the author to some degree, but at the same time, you got to realize like the guy who makes movies, especially Walt Disney, who is an extremely successful company, may know what he's doing when it comes to making films, right? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And, yeah, it's like... Now you've, we've, we've talked about the point. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be, like, if if I made a book and then, like, Quentin Tarantino came up and be like, hey, I want to adapt your book, and I'd be like, sure, just don't put any, like, violence in it. And then it'd be like, nah, 
bro. <laughs> yeah. And then I agreed to the deal anyway. Like, I know what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not stupid. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I, know, I know what Quentin Tarantino's like. Yeah. There's no way he's going to just be like, yeah, that's cool. Like, Oh, exactly. Um, I don't remember watching uh, Saving Mr. Banks because I watched it like when it, the year came out, which was like around like 2013. So my memory of that movie is like extremely foggy, but I can imagine that like it's still very, very one sided. <laughs> 2013 was 10 years ago, people. Yeah, like, I, I'm sorry if I don't remember movies from, like, 10 fucking years ago. Yeah, I was gonna say. Like some of them I do, some of them I don't, but... That's probably the length of time since I last watched this movie, honestly. Oh, yeah? Wow. Like, I mentioned to Jimmy, this is actually one of the, my most watched films of all time. Not because it's necessarily one of my favorite films, but it was one of my brother's favorite films when he was a child. Yeah. And I had to watch this movie on repeat for several weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I probably watched this movie a good, in a range of 50 to 100 times in my yeah. lifetime. That was like literally me watching like either Toy Story or like Pokemon the first movie. Yeah, it's just on repeat, and it's just like, bro, like I've seen this movie so many times. So I'm, I don't know why I picked this movie to watch. I, I picked the movie, by the way. Maybe some nostalgia. <laughs> came, maybe some nostalgia came up to me. Jimmy didn't wasn't aware. It's a two and a half hour movie almost. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, you know, we're gonna watch Mary fucking Poppins. Why not? You know, I'm setting up the laptop, setting up the Disney Plus, everything. I look as soon as I click on thing. Okay, two hour and like 23 minutes. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, so this is a fairly long movie, especially a long Disney movie. So. Yeah. So, yeah, you. my only reason I think about that stuff is because as a Disney movie, and I'm thinking because like this is obviously an older film, that like there's no way it's going to go past like two fucking hours. You know, it's like... I thought it would just be like a clean like one hour and 40 or two hours maximum. But no, fucking two hours and 23 minutes. And I was not prepared for it. I showed up late to fucking thing as I always fucking do. And here we are doing a fucking uh, (laughs) review very late. (laughs) Now we're talking about British people singing and dancing late at night. Yep. Where's our tea? We don't have our tea. We're not cookies. Yeah. Anyway, besides the first um, Disney movie we're doing, this is also, I think, the second musical we're doing. Yeah, because he did Singing in the Rain. First is Singing in the Rain. Um, I think we talked a little about the dying off of musicals and that. This is like, this was probably near the end of the musical genre. This was like 1964. That's when, like, you know, around when, like, my Fair Lady, the same year as My Fair Lady came out. This is yeah. Sound of Music came out, like, I think the year before, or the year after. I can't remember. Right. And then sort of after, like, the mid-60s, musicals were done. Like, so this was kind of, like, I guess the only person who was still really doing musicals after that was actually Disney. So. Yeah. And even then, they weren't as, like, <laughs> when we say musical, this is a musical. Like, this fucking... of the dialogue is singing and Mm -hmm. like there's, you can't go five minutes without people singing something. Yeah. 
to the point where it's like at some point people are trying to talk in the film and they're just like, oh, excuse me, and they just keep singing. And I'm like, bro. You're like, you're trying to have dialogue? Fuck you. Yeah, it was, it was Mr. Banks in the film. Yeah. It's literally just <laughs> him the whole time. Yeah. Trying to get a word in edgewise and people just keep singing their songs. Yeah, exactly. Like, he wants to talk about the patriarchy. The patriarchy, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the women and their nonsense. Their nonsense singing and dancing. We here at Cashes and Critics, we don't contend with the patriarchy at all. <laughs> yeah, the movie set in 1910, by the way, so it was it made sense at the time. Oh my god, I, I, I'm not sure, and I know this, but it's really out of context. So, um, I, I didn't tell you I watched like the new Exorcist movie, right? You did not tell me that. Okay, so I watched it, right? And there was one particular dialogue that's like, it's up there for being bad. Like, it's really bad. It's basically like the the mom of Reagan, right? She She's talking to a, 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 the new protagonist of the story, talking about, like, now she's an exorcist expert. And like the and then the the guy's like, were you there during the the exorcist? Like, no, the priest didn't. Like, no, the priest didn't let me in because of the patriarchy. Because <laughs> of the patriarchy. Yeah, basically uh, along the lines, like uh, she said something like that because, like, yeah, the Catholic Church and the and the patriarchy. I'm like, oh, bro, <laughs> why? Why did they drop that line, man? <laughs> bro, I mean. I don't know, man. The Exorcist was—they didn't. I didn't really sense any hints of sexism in that movie. Yeah, but apparently it's—it's it's, no, it was because of sexism, not because she is like not trained at all because she's a fucking Hollywood actress. <laughs> yeah, wasn't like the whole point of that movie like they had to go out of their way to find a specific priest who knew how to do an exorcism because no one else fucking knew how to do it because it was some dead like like ritual that no one believed in like, yeah but no apparently she thinks it's the patriarchy like the old guy even kicked out the young guy so i don't know what they're talking about uh i don't know i just started thinking about that and then i seen barbie which i don't know debatable we might talk about this in cashes and credits so i'll keep that into a very small uh like explanation, but also it, it talks about patriarchy as well. I'm like, man, that patriarchy is a really hot term this in 2023. Well, you know, it wasn't a hot term in 1964 when Mary Poppins was made. <laughs> because what we know about that based on this movie is the age of men. Yeah. As Mr. Banks says. Yeah, exactly. Like, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you let me get a hell yeah fucking two beer smashy stone cold style <laughs> men a glass of sherry that never gets drank <laughs> a single yeah. time in the film well you can't drink alcohol in the disney film okay <laughs> so to tell mary poppins that yeah. oh wait that was medicine so that doesn't count <laughs> yeah that was rum medicine <laughs> yeah yeah it's medicine uh okay so let's just uh really like get our opinions down for this film um i personally because it's my first time watching it and uh i've kind of been curious to watch mary poppins despite the the length of it but it was either that or brave little toaster okay i went for fucking mary poppins 
And uh, <laughs> and I enjoyed it. I honestly do. Uh, I mean, I'm the worst when it comes to like musical numbers because my ass always like starts falling asleep. Not because I don't like it. It's just because like I don't know. I guess music just puts me in a trance of sleep. Yeah, I mean, some of the songs were literal lullabies in the movie, so. Yeah, so, you know, with the lights off and, you know, very everything's all setting. It's very, like, the aroma of sleep is around here. Pause. The aroma of sleep. <laughs> Pause. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm pausing, okay, Brandon? <laughs> Bro, I should have paused before I said any words. Like, jeez. Uh, anyways no i really enjoyed it uh i did like the musical numbers um i thought it was good i mean that's literally just like 90 percent of the film so as you can say story-wise it's i mean something like groundbreaking but you know you get the gist of it right it's a very obviously a dysfunctional family very dad is very uprooted in like uh, like we were talking about patriarchy and fucking you know men need to make money men need to do this men to need to do this i was like expectations and i mean still to this day people lift that mentality maybe it might be shown in a different way but it's always been about like oh men are supposed to be this men are supposed to be that you know and uh, at that point, it's like, like, what, what do you do with your kids, right? Like, you're trying to, like, teach them how to be the best versions of themselves and be, like, dad. But, like, you can't even spend time with your own kids and, like, actually enjoy, like, let them enjoy their childhood. You know, so it's a very, it's, it's a strong message. Yeah. I don't know if that really incorporates itself nowadays with, like, the rich family settings. Because I don't think it's as relatable as it is now. Yeah, I mean, that's true. It's not really, like, grounded. But it makes for, like, an easy setting of, like, you know, the kid should be happy because it's, like, the dad's working hard. He's got all the money, you know, they're rich. But it's, like, they're just kind of, like, not because he's never around. The mom's never around. Yeah. They're basically just letting these nannies take care of them and like the, the maid. Yeah. So this a dysfunctional family and they're just sort of the idea of like they need something their lives shaken up to bring back like into perspective of what's actually important, you know? Yeah, and I, I can say that like a lot of movies I even after have followed the Mary Poppins formula. You know, dysfunctional family meets uh, a character that stares up all the fun and Yada, yada, yada. You can say the fucking cat in the hat is fucking Mary Poppins. Cat in the hat is sort of Mary Poppins. You know. Yondu is Mary Poppins. Yeah. But actually, that's also what that movie's sort of about as well. Yeah. It's about his dysfunctional family and the true importance of who his real father is, you know? Yeah. And I was like, bro, he is Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. So, yeah, the the... the the structure story of Mary Poppins isn't something that's so unique to the table, but you know, obviously, you gotta like look at, at the at the year this was created, nineteen sixty eight. You could say 64. maybe it's sixty four. Sorry, um, 
So it's nice to see like the or not the origins. I'm pretty sure there are even stories behind beyond this that may have had like a similar structure. Probably. But this is very popular, it's very successful. And like this movie's just it's good if you just put your mind into this is nineteen sixty four. And even some of the dialogue with like obviously with the females, it's it's pretty atrocious. You know, they're they're very not like strong spirited ladies, except for fucking Mary Poppins, because swear to god, you tell Mary Poppins to do something, she gets up in your fucking grill. She's like, <laughs> you tell me what to do. Exactly. Wrong. <laughs> exactly. So I make the rules around here. Yeah. <laughs> if you really want a strong female lead, there you go. You got Mary Poppins. Every other character though sucks ass. <laughs> Yeah, Mary Poppins is actually kind of like when you think about not a very likable person. <laughs> no, not really. She's, she's definitely she's kind of arrogant, kind of vain, kind of doesn't like help out too much. No, no. If anything, man, the only person I really like enjoyably like is uh Dick Van Dyke's character, Bert. Bert. Yeah, because honestly, I feel like he carries this film like on his fucking shoulders. Bird is the the real one in the film. Yeah, he's like the 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 homie. No, exactly. Because at least like to me, he's a character that like yeah, sure, like he's involved with Mary Poppins. But I don't think Mary. I think Mary Poppins is literally just the person who brings the brings you to the door of like this is where excitement and chaos and our. Whatever the story is, but Bert is like for the fucking one who walks you to the door, because yep. he's the one like involved with half of half of this musical numbers here. Yeah, exactly. And like he's the one dancing. He's the one like like pretty much just getting these kids involved. Yeah, and he's also trying to bring things perspective. You know how the kids like view their father, saying you know. Basically, like, your dad is doing all this for you, but, like, no one does anything for him, sort of. Which, you know, like, we're talking about this the sort of, I guess we're going into the whole patriarchy line. It's a sort of toxic masculinity thing of, you know, like, work hard for your family, you know, never complain, never, you know, show any emotion about it, you know. Mm -hmm. You just have to go on with your life, even if you don't like it. And then he's just being like, yeah, that's what your dad's going through. Like, he's like, you got all the people to take care of you who takes care of him sort of thing, right? Yeah. And then later he's talking to the father, Mr. Banks, about like, yeah, you know, maybe it's like, yeah, you work, you're working so hard for all your kids, but like, they're only going to be kids for so long. By the time you're done making all this money, like, what's, they're not going to be around. So Yeah. So, I mean, it's appropriate, though. His character, he's like the... <laughs> blue collar working class guy doing all the odd jobs all the time right mm -hmm. it makes sense he's more of like relatable to the audience i guess he's more mm -hmm. of a real person yeah even though he's more into this magical nonsense he just kind of goes along with it but yeah also yeah dick van dyke's accent is horrendous like mm -hmm. i don't know what sometimes he has an accent sometimes he doesn't that was another thing R.L. Travers had a problem with was she only wanted English actors for the film. Yeah. And Disney went along with some American, some English, just to, you know, give it a more appeal. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. I'm actually pretty sure Dick Van Dyke was voted as one of the worst movie accents of all time. 
Yeah. And hell, half of the time he sounds like it's like a butchered up like Australian like Australian accent rather than it's just like a proper. I'll British. tell you what, Mary Poppins, like. <laughs> I'm like, what is? Yeah, it's pretty that's bad. Pretty, that's <laughs> like you said, that sounded bad. That's pretty much what it was like. Yeah, the whole movie. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Or it was just him talking normally. So yeah, so I know that like the um, P.L. Travers uh, uh based on Mr. Banks on his own dad. Yeah, and I that is like in, I do remember that being in, like a part of the whole saving Mr. Banks storyline, just like a lot of uh. Like she really did based that character, but it's it's interesting that like even in this movie, like I don't even call him like Disney character evil. Mister Banks, yeah, he's not evil. He's just like misguided. Yeah, he's just misguided. No one in this movie is like a bad guy. No, but in, in like typical like Disney fashion, is always like a villain sort of thing, or at least they push for like a, a more villain character yeah you know like you, you can't tell me i'm not wrong about it here like how how half of the greatest villains of all time in fucking the portrayed in movies are fucking disney villains <laughs> yeah i think that's what's interesting about this is a disney movie there's not really like a villain at yeah all. i don't even say he's an antagonist i think mm -hmm. he's just like he's just a misunderstood character like a misguided misunderstood person right Mm -hmm. Like he starts off being sort of, you know, I come home precisely at 601 and then I'll have my pipe and my sherry at 602 and then mm -hmm. my kids are just going to go off to bed and every my life is great and all. And then, you know, it turns out his life isn't that great after all. Yeah. Once it's revealed what's wrong, you know, and then he sort of turns around really quickly, mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe a little too quickly. <laughs> The people start questioning his sanity, but yeah, but I don't know. It's just like we say it's like a very simple story, but in the same time, it's a very sort of when you think about it, kind of a bizarre film, <laughs> like not the story so much, but just like the series of events that happen. Mm -hmm. You're sort of like scenes just kind of happen. You're like, what is going on? Yeah. Like, for instance, like the fucking neighbor who just keeps oh well we'll save that for uh when we're breaking down the plot but yeah that particular character is uh is an oddball yeah or another <laughs> scene later where i fucking died laughing at the stupidest jokes of all time <laughs> mm -hmm. so i'm just like bro this is so bad <laughs> yeah um i don't know anything else you want to say before we break it down um I mean, what are we going to say? Uh, I guess, like, we didn't talk about Julie Andrews, was it? Yeah, Julie Andrews, uh, you probably know her from this or The Sound of Music, most likely. Mm. Or if you're more in my generation, you might know her from The Princess Diaries. Is she the... Oh, she she's is. the mother. They're yeah, the, she is. Yeah, she's the queen. Yes, she is. She is. So yeah, that's Julie Andrews uh, was uh, one best actress, or if in a Golden Globe or this, mm. she was supposed. Sure. To, she was a. Uh, she did want to get into My Fair Lady, which was um, I think one best picture that year. Mm -hmm. 
but she didn't and ended up doing this movie instead. So there's a funny story about that because she, when she won Best Actress, the award, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, I dedicate this to Jack Warner who made this all possible by not selecting me for my fair lady. Wow. So I'm like, bro, that's just, oh. the, just the sass. Yeah. The sass. Uh, yeah, that's... uh. Oh, she was great. I, I liked her. Yeah, she's good. She's a good singer. Dick Van Dyke... Uh, not any training in singing or dancing before this. Damn. Which is surprising. Same with uh, Dave, uh, the guy who played Mr. Bank, David Tomlinson. Okay. He apparently said he was not trained in any singing at all. Nice. Nice, nice, which nice. It's surprising because he sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, judging from like, and then made a sequel back in 2018 with uh, Mary Poppins Returns, you have like, Emily Blunt, I guess I, I'm not sure how good she is as a singer, and maybe they even use her for the singing part. But like, you have like the new part um, being like Lin Manuel Miranda, which is like the best fucking person you can ever ask he's, to be like a Bert type character. He's Bert's disciple. Oh, okay. Which I don't know why Bert has a disciple because he's <laughs> like a literal like jack of all trades like i don't know how you become a disciple in that <laughs> yeah but like yeah you have a you have an actor like that who can like like fucking sing fucking dance could you know write music rap, the rap yeah, yeah you fucking watch hamilton <laughs> yeah but um i don't know the act like the actors all in this were all pretty good actually i can't really think of anyone who's really stood as like being bad other than Dick Van Dyke in his terrible fucking accent, but yeah, pretty much. But the, the rest of it, his character was fine. Yeah, and I mean, there's nothing really right home about the kids' characters. They're very one-dimensional. They're kids. Yeah, it's, they're child actors. They're, they're child actors before child actors got good. <laughs> yeah, before child actors were allowed to be good. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I guess we'll get into the plot. I mean. Strange enough, I don't think the plot is actually very long if we take out all the same. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So it starts off with just, uh, we get introduced to... By the way, this is a spoiler part. So <laughs> if you guys want to know about the 1964 movie. <laughs> yeah. So we're getting it. Yeah. So we get introduced to, you know, Bert, who's, oh, I don't know, he's just on the street doing a one-man band act for some reason yeah which i don't freaking i always was like interested like how this even works like man has like a drum strap to his back with like a harmonica and a tambourine and like a trumpet on one side and shit and he's just going on about i don't know what he's just spitting bars yeah pretty much and the people are like yeah sweet and then he's like goes on some weird cryptic thing about the wind and yeah. Like, what is he going on about? And then, of course, no one gives him money because he's a street performer. So, anyway, then he does a fourth wall break, which happens twice in the movie for his only. And he's like, "Oh yeah, come with me." And they get introduced to the neighbor character, who is this fucking admiral who. <laughs> Turn the top of his house into a ship. For some reason. And he also has a live cannon, which he fires every hour on the hour. Up, yeah. Up to a certain point, I'm guessing. He doesn't probably do it all night as well. It'd be insane. But <laughs> Yeah. Who has his deckhand slash 
manservant. I, mean, I just call him his ward, his slash, old ward slash husband. I don't know. <laughs> like I don't know the relationship. It's really weird. Yeah, <laughs> this man's always dressed as like an admiral. Mm -hmm. This guy's just like firing a cannon every hour. Also, just no one's questioning it. There's I, there's cops on the street. I saw them. They <laughs> yeah. can't stop this man. Like this, there's no. What are the laws? <laughs> In 1910 Britain, about like firing cannons from your rooftop. Yeah. Like you just, I guess if you have enough money, you can just do whatever you want. Yeah, but the, the funniest thing is that everybody's so acceptable to it. They're like, it's totally fine. It's not like, it's not even like slightly weird. It's just, you know, they're like, oh, it's that time. Hold your positions. Like, yeah, we see throughout the film, every time they fire, like literally everything in the house starts falling off the shelves. Like, the fucking piano is rolling around like there's an earthquake. Which is like, it makes you, it makes you beg the, the question. Like, you know how many price, like expensive shit that probably just breaks? Cause they can't hold every expensive item in their fucking arms. Like when it goes around, I know there's like six people that live in that fucking house, but like still like, that's like, like $5,000 is down the drain because this fucking guy is shooting cannons. It makes no sense. And I don't know how nobody's ever said anything to this guy. Is he, is this guy just like not okay in the head that they just don't want to fuck with him? Well, to be fair, a man who would turn his entire top half of his house into a ship replica and like fire live cannons off it i don't think i want to deal with that guy is he is he like does he have like a, a, a disease or something like, like they're just like it's okay like let oh he's just being okay you think guns rights activists are crazy <laughs> about cannon cannons activists ships right cannons yeah why don't i take a cannon off my balcony here and start shooting it off every hour See how quickly the cops get called on. Whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, for, the, for the FBI uh, agents listening to our conversations, he, he, he doesn't mean that, okay? Well, I mean, I don't think it'd be hard for them to track me down. <laughs> Just fire the guy shooting. Grant, I'm trying to keep you off the watch list, damn it. I'm already on the watch list. Well, don't fucking... Uh, I'm editing that one out. Anyway... That's what I was talking about. This movie has some sort of bizarre elements that you just kind of have to accept. Like, yeah. It's like, what is it going on? Yeah, it's it's in, it's insanely goofy. And the more time you think about it, the more like it actually just hurts your brain and you're not even going to finish the movie. So just roll, roll with it. Yeah, so we get introduced to the bank's household. So we get introduced immediately to the hired help, which are the maid and the cook. And they're fighting with the... Mm -hmm current nanny who's basically being like oh yeah the kids aren't here again so i'm quitting i'm like how does that work it wasn't your job to watch them like mm -hmm. and then i'm like this nanny sounds terrible so she's quitting and then we get introduced to mrs banks who is a women's right act activist in the 1910s so she's talking about like suffrage and all this and that Mm -hmm. She has her own musical number. <laughs> and then Nanny's like, oh, sorry to interrupt your like women's right movement, but I'm quitting. And she's like, oh, yeah, and the children are gone again. Isn't this the fourth time this week? I'm like, bro, like, what are you doing, woman? Like, how do you not have any control of these children? That, mm -hmm. Like, within four times in a week, they just run away from you, and you can't stop them. Yeah, worse than Nanny ever. And then, and then she's like, oh, yeah, if you just uh, give me my wages, I'll leave. I'm like, pay for what? Like... 
like, first of all, you're a woman. You clearly don't have any rights, as just stated. So why would we pay you? <laughs> we don't have to. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I agree with that, but that's just the, the, the signs of the times. But the reality is you didn't actually even do your job. So <laughs> yeah, that too. So <laughs> that's another thing. <laughs> The whole thing about the AI. I'm going to get a lot of uh, patriarchy comments in this one. Just, <laughs> just warning you people. Yeah, well, I'm not trying to get canceled because I don't want people to think that we're supporting the patriarchy. We're not. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're not. Yeah, we're not actually supporting it. Everything here is humor and in jest. <laughs> exactly. Now I got to put a fucking like, disclaimer. disclaimer. <laughs> Everything is a parody, not intended. Any person's real or... <laughs> imaginary <laughs> yeah exactly so on and so forth uh, i'm fucking dying anyway mr banks comes home he's going he has he goes on his song about like oh my life is so great you know i show up 601 i get my pipe at 602 and my sherry and then my wife greets me at 603 with my slippers and and the kids show up and then i send them off to bed and then he's like, well, yeah, it's so great to be a, a dude. Like, <laughs> like, yep. And at least it's supposed to be because then he asked for the children. I'm like, oh, they're not here. He's like, oh, what do you mean? Of course they're here. It's like, what? No, they're not. And he's yeah. like, so he, he just calls up the police immediately and his old timey, like, I don't know if anyone's ever seen those old telephone booths where you have to like turn a crank to activate it yeah and you just call like an operator to connect you to someone they're like operator connect me to line like like 32 or something right yeah and then they just dial you up but you couldn't dial anything because there's no buttons or it's not even a rotary phone you can't like turn the thing to dial it's just literally a crank and you speak into it yeah and then someone has to connect you so as that's happening the police actually show up and then they're like, wow, what, what great service. I'm like, yeah, he's got nothing to do. He's just wandering around. <laughs> so the police constable comes back with the children who were ran away because they lost their kite. So mm -hmm. the Mr. Banks is obviously pretty upset with them for just running away. And he's just like, okay, we got to do something about this. So I'm going to, he's like, you, he's like, He's like, wife, you failed your job at finding a nanny, so I'm going to have to take over this job. Only a man can handle this job. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So he writes this whole letter about, like, oh, we need someone who is disciplined and stern and raise our children properly, mm -hmm. you know. So they do that, and the kids come down and be like, hey, we have our own letter, and they're just letters basically saying – you know, be nice, be good looking for some reason. Yeah. That's a, that's a major criteria. Yeah, it has to be good looking, which is kind of fucked up if you really think Don't about ever, it. Or like uh, yell at us or something and this and that. Yeah. And then the father's like, yeah, so thanks for that nonsense. We're back to bed with you. <laughs> I'm the man of this house. I make the rules. So he tears up the letter and throws it out. Mm -hmm. which the letter then proceeds to fly out of the chimney somehow mm -hmm. so the next day they get all the nannies waiting up which i was reading the trivia apparently a lot of those nannies were just men in drag so wow 
when we're saying they look like hags, I guess that was on purpose. Yeah, uh, well, I guess that would make sense, yeah. And then this is where the whole magic starts, where a sudden wind picks up and they just start, like, getting blown away into, like, the, I don't know, the fucking ether. Like, I don't know where they go. They just <laughs> they just fly away on the wind and, like, are never seen again. They just, yeah, they got, like, fucking tornadoed, like, fucking um, Wizard of Oz style. Maybe not like that, like apparent, yeah, but they just like got sent to fucking the land of Oz. <laughs> yeah, they just went in the movie Twister here and just fucking got shot up and they were never seen again. <laughs> Twister. <laughs> like I don't know what happened. Now. I always I thought about that now as an adult. I'm like, did she like did they just like disappear? Are they gone from existence? Yeah. Like, did they die? Like. <laughs> like if they, depending on how high they flew up, if they just fell down again, they'd be fucking dead. Like. Yeah. But who cares about them? They're gone. This is when the real character comes. Mary Poppins floats down on her umbrella. I think that's a pretty iconic scene of Mary Poppins just floating down with the umbrella. Yeah. It's been parodied a few times in The Simpsons and uh, some other things. So Family Guy, I think. Mm-hmm. Fucking, like we said, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. So she shows up. Just lets herself in. You'd be like, oh, I'm here to, for the interview, basically. So he's like, okay. So, uh, what are your, here's your, what are your qualifications? He's like, okay. He pulls out the letter they tore up, starts reading it. And he's like, huh? Where'd you get that? And meanwhile, this man just starts looking at the thing and she's like, are you okay? He's <laughs> like, what? So yeah. He smashes his head on the thing. She. This is where uh, this is where we get introduced to the fact that Mary Poppins is a gaslighting, gatekeeping girl boss. <laughs> uh, she basically just hires herself and be like, "Yeah, I'll give you guys a trial, and if I like you guys, I'll consider keeping the job." <laughs> like what? And he's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, sure, cool." Like what? And meanwhile, this guy's just like in a daze, right? Because he's just confused about where she got that letter. So. Yeah, this guy's just like not paying attention to anything, just like totally like in his own world. Yeah, so she goes upstairs and gets introduced to the troll and she like slides up the railing. The special effects in this movie for the time are actually pretty good. Like, they, they are. Like there's a lot of stuff I'm just like, how did they, like the amount of shots they had to like, I don't know, either like do practical effects or composite or something mm -hmm. with like, blue screen or whatever technique they used because green screen wasn't a thing then so no i think they had blue screen but well yeah i guess so there's some parts where like you, could, you there's definitely parts where you could see that like it's not obviously it's not it's not clean <laughs> you yeah. could clearly see like it's it, they're working behind a backdrop or something yeah, Even, or like when they're flying, they're on like a harness or something. Yeah, or like you can like obviously okay. So this obviously was a shot in fucking London, a shot in Burbank, in the Walt Disney Studios. Yeah, in this neighborhood, and the set was built. So mm -hmm. like so, the only way they got the London backdrop was like literally just matte painting. Yeah, I was reading that they made like hundreds of paintings essentially to have the London backdrop. Well, yeah. I, 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 at this time, like, that's the only way to do it, really. Like, that shit doesn't change until, like, yeah, green screens are more at a higher, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, better developed. Yeah, I mean, 
That's just what you had to do at the time. If you wanted like large backdrops, like landscape photos of things, you just essentially needed to either use like a photo or a painting. To, yeah. And then just like paste it on. It's sort of like old movies where you see people driving and it's like super obvious. It's just in front of like a, like a projector or something. Yeah. And I, and I feel like, like, like if, if you're going to come into these movies like looking at these parts of film and be like, oh, that's like that takes me away from the film or some bullshit like that. And like, I don't like. This might sound rude, but I don't think that appreciating film is sort of your thing at this point. Just watch any movie that's current and modern. Don't even go back to watching older stuff. And I know that sounds kind of insensitive, but it's like, it, half of these people who worked on this worked their fucking asses off making these films, you know? Yeah. Like, even if the film isn't fucking good, you gotta, like, respect some filmmakers and just, like, or just the crew in general, you know? Like, like if I'm gonna say a movie's bad, man, I'm gonna say this is bad because it's either coming from the direction or the pacing. You know, I take the movie as a whole. I don't, like, particularly blame... Bad special effects. If like obviously they had their hands tied, yeah. So like for nineteen sixty four, this is fucking amazing and it's pretty good because of course it is. It's fucking Disney at its highest point. Yeah, for for Walt Disney especially, this was like his last major film, or I think was it probably. It was his most successful film in his lifetime. I know. Okay, so probably. And then he died in like 1966, I believe. So allegedly, but sure. Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> He's just frozen, right? Yeah. So yeah, it was only two years after this film. So this is probably either his last, close to his last major film, if not his last. So yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I just think that like, it, maybe that might that comment sounds a little bit insensitive, maybe. Sure, but it's like, I just don't like it when I hear people being like, oh, I don't want to watch that movie because it's old. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you have to look at everything in the context of when they're made. Like, were the movies that they had back then have bad special effects and could take you out of it? Yeah, but that was because that's, for the time, they were bad even then. Yeah. So, like, there are movies like that where, the like, if you look at a more modern film, like, if you look at something like, the Hobbit films or uh, fucking Batman versus Superman. Like fucking looking at stupid uh, doomsday, like CGI <laughs> is so bad. So, so okay, I'm going to have a debate on you on this. Yeah, I do think it's bad. I do. And see, I'm okay with saying shit like this because this is a fucking million dollar budget. Or they could spend a little bit more time tweaking the fucking special effects, you know. And I and I understand that like some like studio demands of special effects nowadays is like they have the most ridiculous fucking standard. They want this film to like be done in like or special effects wise to be done like in two to three months. Yeah. And then other VFX team had to hop onto the next fucking project. They don't even get like breaks in between. You know, that's why I like, again, like you're looking at these Marvel films from fucking 2023 and you're wondering why the fuck is it so bad? Because, you know, VFX teams don't even get the time barely 
to work on this and and also they get paid like fucking pennies of what they actually like work on yeah that's true <laughs> i mean it's also like i think similar to what we say about like where we go back to once again action movies and like choreography and action movies you know you can see when people put in the effort to mm-hmm. doing those and like how much like even if it doesn't turn out like the best how much like care is put into it yeah it's like they said the comparison between like fight scenes in batman begins and dark knight was the choreography in dark knight any better no was the fight scenes better yeah because he actually took the time to try and make them better like yeah yeah and it's like essentially the same thing i don't know I, I i guess there's tears of looking at this you know like like let's say like mary poppins yeah maybe the special effects isn't the best but this is obviously what the best they can work with and appreciate it you know you know like batman versus superman's doomsday designed is not that good who do we blame? I don't think we blame the special effects people for that. I think we bl- we blame the studio for that because they're a fucking multi-million dollar company, you know? Now, like like a movie like fucking Birdemic or something like that, it's like ob- obviously it's the worst special effects you could ever see in a fucking movie, period. Uh, I mean, I do, I, I do think that like maybe a director should have uh, should have told his VFX team to put more effort into it, but obviously he didn't. He also probably had no budget. <laughs> yeah, but that's another thing too, you know? Like, there's no budget into it, you know? I I think that, like, at that point, you, you put all your money into the budget because, like, it's on the VFX. But, I mean, whatever. Like, I, I guess there are more knowledgeable people in the world more than I am about this particular topic. But, yeah, like, that, like, it's, like you don't know exactly right like you don't know where the budget went to you don't know if like they literally had like pennies to give the vfx team yeah i mean so you can't really hate on the vfx for being that bad you know i don't know it's it's up there yeah i mean if if you want to talk about things that might be dated go look at some of our spooktober things where we talk about like horror movies effects and how some of them are like they're dated they're definitely dated and but they put all effort in them and they honestly i think they look good like if you look at something like fright night right yeah are those effects dated yeah but you can tell they put a lot of effort into that like yeah especially like the transformation scenes like yeah because they put care into the project you know that's why like yeah like for me like for Bodemic, i understand like yeah i get it your hands are tired your fucking your vfx sucks ass and you, you probably had no money but like that's when you should have a person who's really good at distributing budget. Like whether you have your own line producer, whoever produced this fucking film, like tell your director, yo, put money on this fucking bullshit because it works. It's believable because your script sucks. Your story sucks. (laughs) At least make the VFX a lot better. But anyways, Birdemic is a different fucking topic because clearly, like, we don't know if that movie's ex- ex- was supposed to be serious or was supposed to be fucking as clownish it was because Birdemic 2 clearly went that route. Yeah, who knows? Anyways, I mean, I'm getting a little we're off topic. We're getting a little way off topic here. We're talking about Mary Poppins. We're talking about, I guess the only thing of relevancy, we're talking about the VFX. Yeah, we're talking about special effects at the time, so... And like I said, they were pretty good for the time. 
because yeah. once again, it is a Disney movie and Disney puts a lot of work into their movies. That is so, true. So I don't, I mean, I, despite, I don't know the recent reviews of wish I haven't seen, <laughs> I haven't seen the movie. I doesn't mean they didn't put effort into it. No. Well, I mean, I think obviously when Walt Disney was definitely running the ship, it was like a completely different company than it is obviously all these years. Now, now, like Disney's a fucking multi-billion, close to trillion worth of a company that has like fucking like basically thirty percent of the whole entire fucking media. Yeah, exactly. It's which a, is scary, but it's a whole different thing. So yeah, but going back to the plot of the movie, after Mary Poppins shows up, she goes upstairs and. um Basically, tells the kids, like, okay, here, we're going to... First of all, she does her whole Mary Poppins bag <laughs> thing, where she starts taking stuff out of her bag. Yeah. I find it interesting for some of the scenes in this movie, apparently they just didn't tell the kids some of the things they were going to do. Oh, yeah? So, like, this whole bag thing, they were just reacting to that. So, wow. So, the bag thing they were reacting to, the medicine thing later, they were reacting to, that they didn't know that was going to happen. They also didn't know Dick Van Dyke played the old man in this. Mm -hmm. So they were just like, they were just afraid this guy was going to like fucking pass out and die because he looked like he was so sick. Mm -hmm. He didn't realize it was Dick Van Dyke the whole time. Wow. So that's actually pretty funny. But yeah, so after Mary Poppins like drops her bag full of shit (laughs) and basically brags about how great she is. Yeah. With a tape measure that she rigged. (laughs) Yeah. She does starts to do some magic about like, oh, here, they're going to clean the a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, is what she said. And then she proceeds to cheat to clean a room by using magic. So I'm like, that doesn't teach them anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, bro, yeah, I'd be cleaning my house every day. If I was just going like, it's clean. <laughs> like, that's not what effort was there. You didn't have them down there scrubbing the pots and pans. Like... <laughs> They got they got they got housekeepers for that shit. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, yeah, after they're done doing that, they all go out and they uh visit Bert out on the street where he's uh doing some chalk drawings. Meanwhile, Mr. Banks is still confused as hell in in the first floor and he basically gets gaslit into thinking he came up with the idea to hire Mary Poppins. Because <laughs> he's bashed his head on the mantle plate, the fireplace a couple times already. Yeah, man. The CTE was really real with him. So, uh, yeah. Mary Poppins decides to take the kids out to the park, and that's where they meet Bert, who's taking up a job doing chalk drawings on the sidewalk. So, they have a whole sequence where he's talking about, oh, I'm doing my chalk drawings. He has a song. There's a lot of songs. I'm not going to yeah, we're I'm not gonna gonna explain every song that comes up. Exactly. Watch the movie if you want to see all the songs. Like, exactly. And maybe we might talk about like maybe one or two iconic songs out of this because there's always like one or two that's iconic. There's a couple I want to talk about, but most of these aren't ones. Yeah, about. yeah. So Mary Poppins shows up and... Bert's like, oh, where are you going, Mary Poppins? They know each other. It's also implied, I think, that they kind of have like a thing for each other. Yeah. Which is another thing, R.L. Travers. I keep saying R.L. Travers. What's that's not her name. It's P.L. Travers, isn't it? 
Yeah. Oh my God. Have we been butchering it I'm sometimes? I'm thinking of R.L. Stein. Stein. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I was watching. Man, I was. I've been watching the Goosebumps series. Yeah. Like the new one that came out. So maybe I might just be fucking it up. But I'm pretty sure I said R.L. by accident. Sorry for P.L. Stra- uh, Travers. I'm sorry. Yeah. So. Yeah, she was. She didn't want any hints of romance between Bert and Mary, which the next sequence completely ignores once again oh my god and then we went with the animated part at that same time too wow that's some fucked up shit yeah she also got the animated part yeah yeah but that was all together yeah oh what a big fuck you that's literally walt disney being like here's my dick (laughs) enjoy it (laughs) yeah so dread it run from it so mary is just like i'm taking him to the park and bert's like to the park you can you think you're just going to take him to the park? Do you know who this woman is? Yeah. And he's like, you can go anywhere. So he's like, okay, here, we'll just jump into this chalk draw. And he tries some, like, some Eminem. Oh, look what I'm playing in. Playing in uh, well, I'm panicking magic or something. <laughs> I forget what he says. He's like, you blink, you double wink, you think. And then you, I'm like, what is this guy saying? You blink, the wink, the double. Okay. Bird be dropping bars. Yeah, word. So he tries to jump in, and she's like, oh, here, let me show you how it's done. They just jump into this chalk drawing. They also all change clothes in the chalk drawing as well. Wow. So this is the whole animated sequence. This is a fairly long sequence because it's several musical numbers. So the kids run off to, like, some merry-go-round. Meanwhile, Bert and Mary have, like, this date. Yeah. <laughs> so once again, the... Nannies in this movie are just irresponsible. Is anything. Yeah. Just like, oh, kids are like, oh, I'm just going to go to the merry Like, okay, cool. Me and this dude are just going to, you know, have a date. So they go to a penguin cafe run by penguins. <laughs> and, you know, Bert uh, goes off about a bunch of women, which is kind of funny. His Migos flow. <laughs> and he has a dance off with the penguins. Yeah. <laughs> So Bird's really the original gangster. First he has Amigos flow, then he has the the sagged pants. Yeah. Then he starts doing some, I don't know, like crip walk. No, he doesn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) He might as well. He's doing some kind of weird dance with the penguins. Uh, This animated sequence with, um, they haven't really done this a lot in uh, film, I believe, which they mixed. They had done it before where they mixed animation and live action, but it was like not very common. Like right. It, it became really like well known when Who Framed Roger Rabbit came out. I'm pretty sure that's uh, like the like the prime example of mixing live action and animation. Yeah. And then I don't know. The most recent example again we have is like Sonic the Hedgehog too. Like. Yeah. This is the most recent example. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, they do it more nowadays. They've done it a lot since then. Space Jam for anyone in our generation. Mm, yeah for for both no i mean uh space jam new one is like very cg yeah space jam the original was not very cg that was pretty much just like hand-drawn animation yeah with you know over live action michael jordan yeah but uh yeah this whole sequence is them they do a lot of things they go to carousel and they they steal the merry-go-round horses and drive them off somehow Mm mm-hmm they save a fox from a fox hunt. They end up going to a race, and then they get to the 
iconic scene uh, where Mary Poppins says the word. Supercalifigalicious, bangalicious, delicious. I'm Fergalicious. <laughs> but I ain't promiscuous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Supercalifragilistic expialidocious. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the more famous songs in the movie just because the word is so, like, ridiculous to say that people just like saying it. Yeah. So what does it mean? It doesn't mean anything. It's just the nonsense word that you say. So <laughs> that's the whole point of the song. You just kind of say it when you don't know what to say. So yeah. Pro tip in case you're in a job interview and you're just like, oh, your go career goals in 10 years, you just say supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> I've also heard that as a tip. If you ever get into like, if you work in retail and you get into an argument with someone and they mm -hmm. keep their mind gets stuck in a loop, you just say that and then it breaks them out of the loop because it's so nonsensical that they just it forces them to take a moment and process what you said. <laughs> Actual psychological manipulation. Mm -hmm. So after they go through that whole sequence, uh, the chalk drawing gets melted and presumably sold to all the anime characters. They get killed. Or something, mm -hmm. or you know, they just never existed because later Mary Poppins is just like that never happened mm -hmm. to the kids. Once again, she's a gas gaslighting, gatekeeping girl boss. Yeah, exactly. After, after they take their medicine, you know, one of which may or may not have been just straight rum, mm -hmm. <laughs> questionably. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know, man. You gotta. I mean, she said it was rum, and then she hiccuped after she drank it. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay, Mary, I see what your medicine is. <laughs> she didn't give that to the kids, presumably. Maybe, who knows? But I mean, uh, yeah, you gotta get them. You gotta get them like ready, man, for all this uh, fucking craziness to have to go through. <laughs> yeah. So. They're trying to be like, no, we don't want to go to sleep. So she sings them to sleep by telling them to stay awake. Yeah, it's the song I'm putting me to sleep too. <laughs> that, was the, that was the funny part. This is where Jimmy was also falling asleep. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, damn, they they know you. <laughs> I'm worried. They know exactly what you're about. So yeah. So the next day they wake up and you know everyone's singing and being all cheerful and Mr. Banks like, I had enough of this happiness. <laughs> Why is everyone so damn happy in this place? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, is this what you want? And he's like, no, I didn't want this. I just wanted order. <laughs> so also, once again, the guy starts shooting off his cannon and starts knocking everything over. <laughs> the Admiral. Love that guy. Fucking hilarious. So anyways, Mary Bob's like, okay, we got to do all these chores today. And then they get interrupted when a dog comes up and starts talking or not actually. No, not just barking. But she can understand dog language. So, yeah. So they, they're like, okay, well, there's an urgent emergency. So they go down this like weird alleyway and they go to his house and Bert's there. And he's like, oh, is he okay? And it's like, they're like, oh, should we be worried? It's like, no. And it's just, they go in and a man's up on the ceiling, just floating, laughing. And once again, <laughs> like I said, it's sort of a bizarre, this guy's the best. I fucking love him. Bizarre movie, yeah. Uncle Albert, his name. I guess the thing is, he's so like giddy or so happy that he's like floating, literally floating on air. Yeah. So, 
I hate to admit this fucking sequence actually made me laugh because they tell a bunch of really bad puns in a row. Yeah, like a lot of bad dad jokes. Combined with uh, people laughing, it's just like, bro, I can't, I can't. What was the one joke that killed me? He said like the 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 wood the the wooden leg. No, the no? one that killed me was uh, the guy goes to buy some long underwear from. Oh the guy, yeah, and he says, "Well, how long do you want?" He said, "From about September to March." <laughs> 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 no, it's, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, I don't care. I, I I know it's a bad joke, but it's oh come on, guys, you gotta laugh at that. That's pretty fucking funny. Meanwhile. Yeah, meanwhile, while this is happening, the kids and Bert also end up floating up on the ceiling because they fall into the trap of laughing at these terrible jokes. And here comes very fucking Mary Poppins is ruining the fucking fun. Yeah, Mary Poppins is a buzzkill. <laughs> yeah. First, she didn't want them racing the horses, and then she proceeds to win a horse race. Yeah. And she doesn't want them to laugh because, whoa, we can't be laughing. We yeah. have chores to do. Yeah. It's freaking Mary Poppins over here, and she's like, fine. I also just like how everyone who knows Mary Poppins just knows she can do like witchcraft. Yeah. So he's like, oh, can you uh, help me out with the tea there? And she's like, oh, fine. She's like floats the whole table up. Yeah. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. That's a thing. Yeah. So they they eventually stop because it's like once you say, said once you, the way you get down is by being sad. So he tries to be sad and tells a joke and then it, or it ends up being a joke. So. And then Mary's like, oh, we have to go. And it's like, oh, that is sad. And apparently this guy's bipolar because he immediately starts sobbing after they all leave. <laughs> yeah. So. But after that happens, they go back. I just got to look up the series of events here. <laughs> series of events, yeah. Series of events. It's a two and a half hour movie. It's a lot. There's a lot of musical numbers and they don't necessarily correlate to each other. So. Uh. So once they uh, go back, they um, Mr. Banks is just like, I've had enough of this woman and her, you know, weird, all this weird stuff about going on and chalk paintings and this and that, mm-hmm. and tea parties on the ceiling, and we can't be filling the kid's head with these nonsense. So she's, he starts off saying he's going to, like, sound like he's going to fire Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. And then she's just like, yeah. She eventually turns it around, like convincing him to take the children to his work, which is the bank. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "Yeah, great idea, good, good idea, Mister Banks." <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, was it my idea?" Wow. And she's like, "Yep, it was." So I'll get them ready for tomorrow. Huh? Gaslighting, yeah, it's literally a gaslighter. I don't know. Maybe Mister Banks is just easily like gaslit. <laughs> yeah, maybe. He's just like easily <laughs> manipulated. Yeah, well, so I guess to him it's like, wow, that doesn't really happen to me that often. But yeah, he's used to being in charge. He's not using it bossed around, especially yeah. by a woman, you know, like. Sure. So Mary Poppins goes up and tells me I got to go to the bank tomorrow. She has a whole song about mm-hmm. some bird lady, which was apparently Walt Disney's favorite song in the whole movie. Oh, really? The. Apparently, every time he went over to visit the writers of this, who I forget their name, Sherman and something or other, yeah, he also just say he just used to say like play play me the song, and they knew what song. Literally mm. pulled the Casablanca, you know, like play it again, Sam. Even though that was also never said in the movie, but that's a whole other story. Never watched Casablanca, but sure. Anyway, 
that's his favorite song. It's a decent song. Honestly, like, even the yeah. songs I don't really like in this film, they're still decent. Like, there yeah. aren't really any ones where I'm just like, oh. Yeah, I know. It's not like you watched, like, American in, pa- or in American in Paris, like, Singing in the Rain. They have that whole, like, uh, Broadway rhythm 20-minute sequence of Gene Kelly just showing off. Yeah. Which was just kind of like, okay, I get it, Gene Kelly. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're talented. You can stop. I've I've <laughs> seen this dance sequence for like twenty minutes. Yeah, but no, fair enough. And this one is like all the songs. I'm just kind of like, okay, yeah, that's kind of fine. Mm-hmm. So after that, they make their trip to the very exciting world of you know finances. <laughs> yeah, in the 1910s of all times. Yeah, they try to feed the bird. Michael tries to feed the birds, which the lady's selling breadcrumbs for. With tuppence, which I don't know exactly what tuppence is. I think it's two pence. I don't know. I don't know British British currency. <laughs> it's not a large amount of money. Yeah. But Mr. Banks is like, no, I'm not having you waste your money on like some stupid birds, which you know, I agree personally. Fuck pigeons. <laughs> I have a personal war with them, so well apparently they say that before we used to use pigeons all the time yeah to carry yeah back when they actually did work what do yeah. they do now but like because but because we used them so long ago like for some reason pigeons are like trained in their in their mind to be around humans they're like almost domesticated <laughs> but not really yeah they're just like tamed yeah so, but then now it's just annoying because we don't use them for anything. Exactly. So now they're just like looking for something to do. Well, they can do something away from me. I see. That's why some pigeons like are with like like a lot of homeless people. I've seen them like having like two pigeons on them. Yeah. Well, I was in freaking Venice. They had people doing this whole human statue thing where the pigeons would just start climbing on them and they'd stand there. And I'd be like, I ain't doing that. Yeah, crazy. I don't want birds just shitting on me. Yeah. Mm. Like, that's that's how I get, like, some kind of, like, avian flu. Like, I don't want that. Yeah, well. Anyway, after they're done, after Mr. Banks is done doing what most people do and just completely ignoring this homeless woman, <laughs> as, as, as is to do downtown when you <laughs> see anyone asking for money, they go Ugh. to the bank and... They get introduced to the partners of the bank who are all a bunch of <laughs> very stereotypical looking old dudes in like like suits. Yeah. Like stiff shirts. And I get introduced to another character played by Dick Van Dyke, the Mr. Dawes, I believe is the character's name. Which apparently Dick Van Dyke wanted he read the script and he just he tried to convince Walt Disney to give him this part. And he's like, oh, I'll even do the part for free. Not only did Walt Disney make him audition for the part with everyone else, he also made him make a donation to like a foundation of his to play the part. Wow. So he had to pay Walt Disney to play the part. Wow. That's, that's kind of fucked. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of fucked, man. Well, that's why you never start off. When you're negotiating with someone, you never start off with free as the offer. Yeah. You can always negotiate lower, apparently. <laughs> like, you, you're offering for free? No, you should pay me. Yeah, that's true. But he's kind of funny in this, the way he acts. He's just, like, super frail old man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
They have a whole song about how exciting it is to invest money in the bank about <laughs> compound interest and investing in like ships and railways and stuff yeah. like that, you know. I, I, I could have sworn I think this is like a, a, another time where I kind of just like, yeah, maybe it wasn't a lullaby, but I kind of just fell asleep with this number. Yeah, Jimmy wasn't invested, invested in it. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, so basically, yeah, it ends up with the old man just snatching the money out of Michael's hand. And then he's like, give me back my money. And this causes everyone else to be like, they're not giving back his money. Well, I'm getting my money. So <laughs> this is what is called, called a run on the bank, which... I will quickly explain because it is a boring term. Basically, if anyone, everyone who listens understands how a bank works. Yeah. Banks would take your money and they invest the money to make more money. So yeah. they don't actually have your money there, mostly. Yeah. So if someone goes and says, give me all my money, and then someone hears that and says, oh, you're getting all your money, I'm going to take all my money too. If every single person who's in the bank does that, they don't have the money. They can't, mm. they, they can't do that because they will lose, they'll go bankrupt. Yeah. So they just stop the transactions basically. So, ah, uh, okay. Because it will cause the like, we, if you read it, listen to a big short review, the banks cannot fail. Oh, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hasn't been ever put on yet. Okay, but. well, we did that movie. If you ever know about the 2008 housing crisis, the banks cannot fail. Yeah. So, they cause a run on the bank here, which, you know, is not great. They run, they end up running away because they're scared. Cause, and then they end up down an alleyway where, you know, typically there's always a creepy old person and a barking dog. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why in all these movies like this and like Home Alone 2, there's always a creepy old person just <laughs> hanging out in the alleyways. Yeah. That's just where they hang out, I guess. So well, Clearly. And Bert ends up being there, and he's taking up a new job as a chimney sweep, which, not blackface. His face is just literally dirty and covered in soot. Yeah, yeah. We, we didn't go, they didn't go there, but then they went there. <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> not, it was not intended to be blackface. So <laughs> there was no depiction of any African-American or anyone of any African persuasion in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So... He's uh, basically catch up the children. They're like, oh, yeah, our dad, he sent the, the police and the army after us. And they're like, yeah, no, stop exaggerating. But <laughs> Yeah. And basically he just sits them down and be like, hey, you know, your dad, he's working hard, you know. Like no one looks after him, you know. So I, because, I don't know, as a kid, you don't really understand those things, right? Like, mm -hmm. The responsibilities of an adult. Yeah. Especially at a time like this where it's like the dad is the sole money maker of the household right mm -hmm. and he has to provide for his family so he doesn't really have time to complain to anyone so yeah fair enough just gotta make it seem like yeah you know, bert's like you know maybe you just gotta cons like take it easy on your dad you know he's got a lot going on in his life so yeah anyway bert brings them back and the mom's about to leave and <laughs> continuing to be irresponsible she just hires bert to watch the kids even though he's a random chimney sweep off the street <laughs> yeah He's like, yeah, it'll be fun, you know, watching him clean the chimney. I'm like, yeah, that sounds real fun. Just, <laughs> yeah, really? Just getting, like, freaking poisoning from, like, the asbestos <laughs> in the chimney. Yeah, that sounds uh, real great. So, yeah. 
Yeah, they have a whole song about uh, how good luck it is to shake hands with a chimney sweep, which I was reading in the trivia of this was actually interesting, which is actually kind of ironic because the origin of that comes from the fact that back in the day, since chimney sweeps were working in such dirty environments, right? Mm -hmm. Like it naturally like caused poor health and shortened their lifespan. Mm -hmm. And since they have like being a chimney sweep, it's not a good job. It's not. So you're considered to have poor luck. Yeah. So by sweet, shaking hands with a chimney sweep, they transfer the luck that they themselves cannot have to you. Mm. So that's what they mean when it's good luck shakes hands with chimney sweep because their luck is so bad that the luck they can't have comes to you. Like, that's <laughs> kind of fucked up. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, this movie has some dark undertones. Yeah, definitely. And blatant ones a little <laughs> later. But yeah. <laughs> so while they're cleaning out this chimney, Michael, like just suddenly shoots up the chimney like a rocket. Mary Poppins is there for some reason, even though it's apparently her day off. She's just hanging around. I yeah. She was going out. So he's like, ah, oh, geez. And then Jane goes up after him and it's like, okay, I guess we better go get him. Right. So they end up on the rooftops of London and they're like, well, we're up here. We might as well like enjoy our time up here, you know? Yeah. So they start like marching around like the military parkour over the rooftops. Mm -hmm. Mary Poppins does more of her magic nonsense where they climb up some smoke, like literal smoke staircases. Yeah. And then they go back down and this starts the longest musical number in the film. It's uh, <laughs> a step in time. This is probably the other most famous number from this film, honestly. Yeah. Just because it's so long. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty elaborate sequence, actually. It's a lot of, it's mostly dancing, right? So mm -hmm. not a lot of singing other than like, you know, da, 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 step in time, da, 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 just say something, something, step in time. Like that's, that's the whole song. <laughs> They'd be like, Mary Poppins, step in time. And then they just dance with her. And then just, you basically you just say something and then you say step in time and you just do it. Yeah. So yeah, next time you're out with the boys, just start saying <laughs> Something, something, step in time, and then you just do that and start getting up and start dancing. <laughs> when you're on a Friday night with the homies. Yeah, yeah Friday. <laughs> just meet me on the rooftops. <laughs> get your chimney sweep outfit and your broom. Yeah. Or we'll just fucking yeah. have a dance off. Yeah, man. Like, start doing flips. Start you said I, like you like the, the broom move. Yeah, that looks cool. It's like you, you have the broom and you just, like, jump over it. Yeah. Somehow just crashing down tripping over it and falling on your face you know <laughs> that's that's hard man yeah no, i don't have that dexterity dexterity so is the, watching the sequence just also makes me tired because of how much moving around did <laughs> once again the fact that dick van dyke didn't know how to dance before this movie and then you see the sequence you're like dang apparently they also had to film this twice because the first time they did it they the film got scratched, so they had to refilm the whole thing. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I don't know what is with these musicals that review. Like the last one where they had the whole make him laugh thing where they had to do that as well. They had to <laughs> refilm the whole thing. The guy was like in the hospital for like a week because he's like a smoker. <laughs> yeah. Now this one, it was like guy can't dance. This apparently this entire sequence took a week to shoot. Yeah, I can imagine. And so they took him two weeks total to film this one sequence of just like straight dancing. So Dosting. So they're filming all this dancing where all the chimney sweeps are dancing on the rooftop. And then the Admiral across sees them all dance on the rooftop. <laughs> and he says, 
we're being attacked by hot and tots. And and <laughs> if you're like me when you're a kid, you're like, what the hell is a hot and tot? Like what like what is a hot and tot? So this is the blatantly part where you say, like, yeah, it is like they they're not blackface, but at this point, yeah. like they they went there. <laughs> yeah, what is it? What is the term hot and tot? It refers to the specific is I don't know how to pronounce this, so I can pronounce it. Peoples of South Africa, Nambia. So basically, yeah, literally Wikipedia says hot and tot racial term. <laughs> so some African people, right? Yeah. So basically, since their all faces are all covered in soot, he thinks they're all fucking Africans and he starts immediately doing what any reasonable person does and shooting them <laughs> with a series of projectiles, explosives. This never made sense to me as a kid because he should, like loads fireworks into like a cannon and starts shooting them. I'm like I don't think that's how fireworks work. Like, so first of all, once again, this man is a terror. Not only is he like <laughs> destroying like all your furniture in the daytime, he's now having like the friggin' Fourth of July celebration over <laughs> here on like at your house. Like, so he shoots this, and all the chimney sweeps end up running away, jumping into the chimneys. Like a fair portion of them end up in the bank's house. <laughs> this was like, as an adult, this is the funniest sequence to me because it's just like, first of all, they go in and, and the maid's like, oh, they're at it again. I'm like, how often does this happen? <laughs> yeah. Again. What do you mean attack by hot and tots? They're being attacked by the hot and tots. So, okay, I, I, I see that uh, uh, The Wizard of Oz also used this term. Yeah, but that movie also came out 30 years earlier. Yeah. So... But, like, what makes the hot and tot so hot? What puts the ape in apricot? What have they got that I ain't got? And then, like, the, the, the this is the cowardly lion saying this. And then they say courage. And I'm like, I see hot and tot and I see ape and I'm already disgusted that I'm not even talking about this. So... <laughs> Once again, that movie came out in the 30s, though. <laughs> yeah. It came out in the 60s, so... It was during a little before the civil rights movement, but still, it's a still, Disney movie. Yeah, <laughs> they weren't really known even back in the '30s for like any sort of casual racism. Yeah, I, actually, no, that's a lie. I, I forgot about Peter Pan, but um, <laughs> with uh, what makes the red man red? Wow. When apparently he was kissed, and then he was always blushing. Which, <laughs> God. Yeah, it's a dated term. Oh, 100% is a dated term, even but, looking at everything here. But once again, it's they sort of get away with it nowadays because no one knows what the hell a hot and hot is. So yeah. You, like, if I didn't look that up, I wouldn't have known. But Yeah, exactly. It's not really, like, a thing. And, and, and like, hot and hot, it's not... It's... The term is not depicted... And considered offense. Okay. Now, back in the days, I guess, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's like, it's really dated. It's a really dated thing. Nobody's ever going to say something to you like that. And if somebody's saying fucking calling you a hot and tot, uh, that's fucking nuts because they would have to, it's like historic, it's like really like historic, like historically vanished now. <laughs> it's like if you go out and call a woman like a strumpet, they'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, that's offensive, but it's like, 
are you also from like the turn of the century like the 1900s like yeah no one's calling in women hell anybody who says it now at this point is just saying it because like of a historical context (laughs) like you're just or you're just saying it as like a meme because like i looked up old-timey words that are offensive and i'm gonna use them now yeah it's like yeah no one's calling that yeah it's not as bad as like the clerks to uh i'm not gonna say the word but <laughs> you know what it is <laughs> yeah yeah that's kind of a bit more that's not that old timey so yeah yeah but anyway, back to the sequence so these chimney sweeps have basically invaded this man's house and started dancing around <laughs> they're just like terrorizing like the, the wait staff and then they can Mrs. Banks shows up and they're just like, yeah, votes for women. And she's all on board. And then Mr. Banks shows up. He's like, what's all this? What's all this? <laughs> I always thought that was funny. Cause I'm like, if I showed up into my house and I saw like 30 chimney sweeps singing and dancing, I would just run the hell out of there. Yeah. There's no way I'm staying in that house. I'm like, I'm going to die. Yeah. This is like the Manson family returned. <laughs> <laughs> Coming, coming for the male Manson family, yeah. The, the Victorian era <laughs> cast of Hamilton over here, <laughs> ready to just chop my head off. Like, that's funny. I ain't staying in that house a second longer. Like, uh, that's actually so funny. But they all eventually get or told to leave, you know. And Mr. Banks understandably upset, and he's like. I knew, what is the ex, what is the meaning of this Mary Poppins? Like I never explain myself. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like what? Okay, okay, lady. sure, okay, lady. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, man's understandably upset. This all happened. So after that all happens, he starts to sit down, and Bert's still there because he actually was hired to do a job. So yeah, so they uh, he starts going on about friending his frustrations a little bit, like oh yeah, all these. Because he gets a call from the um, the bank being like, oh, yeah, you better show up to talk to us, mm-hmm. which basically means he's in trouble for the earlier incident about the running in on the bank. So he sits down and starts venting his frustrations, but like, oh, you know, ever since Mary Poppins showed up, all been, my life has been in shambles. Like I had a perfect life and now it's all in shambles. Mm-hmm. And then Bert's like, you know, you know, maybe it wasn't Mary Poppins, you know, maybe it's just like... You know, he's talking about, like, maybe you just keep working. He's like, yeah, I get it. You have to work for your kids. But, like, your kids are only kids for so long. Right. I guess that's why Bert's such an interesting character. He's the only person who actually, like, takes time to put things in context. Yeah. It's true. Like, Mary Poppins is just going on about her nonsense the whole time. Mm-hmm. And Bert's like, you know, maybe you should actually, like, think about, like, spending time with your kids, man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You could say that, like, maybe she was trying to plan this all the time. And maybe sure. I guess that makes her feel like look like, oh, this was my plan, you know, all along. I think it was. I don't know. Some people have the theory that she was supposed to be like somewhat unlikable just because she wanted to make the parents look better by comparison. Mm. You know, yeah. Have have them step up and like be actual parents. So yeah. Which they do at the end of the film. So. Mm-hmm. Of so, course. But anyway. Bert just sort of says, like, hey, maybe you should just, like, actually, you know, consider not killing yourself and actually enjoy your time with your kids, yeah. you know? So Mr. Banks goes off to the bank. Mr. Banks goes off to the bank. <laughs> and yeah. they basically fire him, and they disgrace him by wrecking his uniform for some reason. 
So but I heard it's like a military thing. It wasn't military. They don't even do that in the military, do they? Like, they don't, like, make you walk home in, like, a torn-up uniform. I think they do. Oh. I guess. Maybe they used to. I don't they know. They used to. They probably um, don't do that now. They probably no. just tell you to leave. Like, yeah. This is dumb. <laughs> it's also, it's also funny because of the way they do it. He just, like, takes the umbrella, and the guy's like, no, not that. <laughs> like just takes the umbrella and like flips it inside out and like oh god <laughs> so I can grab his hat and just punches a hole first of all this guy's pretty strong to punch a hole through a hat like that that's not right like it's a fabric hat like that's, you know how hard it is to just straight punch a hole through that yeah word like, what is this hat made of like <laughs> it's like made of freaking like styrofoam <laughs> word so anyway after that happens Mr. Banks Notices the top in his hand. He starts laughing maniacally because he's lost his mind. Yeah, and clearly. He starts saying supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. And you said like, it in one fucking. Screw you, man. <laughs> Just say the word, Jimmy. I I can't, man. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Expedidocious. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that one. <laughs> Anyway, so he's just like, he tells like the joke that was said earlier about a man with a wooden leg named Smith. I don't know, I can explain it <laughs> to the guy. And he just like runs off singing and like he's gone crazy, right? And then <laughs> the old man realizes what the joke was and he starts laughing and floating the air. And they're like, no, come back. <laughs> so after he gets home, it's revealed that they called the police because he's been missing the whole night. Yeah. <laughs> they make the joke. He says, you might want to scour the rivers. The bridge is popular for jumpers. I'm like. <laughs> Bruh. I know. This is a children's movie. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of fucked. <laughs> to be fair, as a kid, I didn't catch that line. No. And my mom probably never pointed it out. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like, yeah, okay, cool. And it turns out he's been in the basement all night, which also no one checked for some reason. So he was repairing the kite, and then he has a change of heart. His kids are like, oh, yeah, let's go out and play, fly the kite and all that, you know, have fun. Yeah. That's what they were doing at the beginning of the film. They wanted the kite repaired, and this he finished off by repairing the kite. They go out, and he sees all the bank partners. So like, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. Or sorry. My father, he died laughing, you know. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I was like, nah, that was the happiest he's been in his life, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, you left a spot open, so congratulations like is that how that works like you just kill off the old guy and you just take his spot like, yeah like the financial world is rough man like yeah. <laughs> not to the duel to the death yeah, yeah. And, and like yeah you have to kill the previous head leader to take his position yeah <laughs> only the strongest banker will survive yeah this is like the spartan days bro <laughs> yeah and mary poppins is just standing there watching them and be like oh it's like they didn't even say goodbye. And it's like, yeah. It's like that's how it should be, though. You know, it's like basically they should be a family and not have to rely on her to get along. Yeah. And he ends up just flying away, and that's the end of the movie. So yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I, I skimmed over a lot of it. Like I said, a lot of it's just musical numbers. Exactly. And um, I mean, I guess we can just rate it. What do you? Uh, honestly, I give it a seven. I, yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, I mean, I'm giving it a 7.5. Watching it again, I've seen it, um, like I said, numerous times in my life. 
Maybe it's, I've seen it too much. I did like this movie a lot when I was a kid. Of course, yeah. I think it's a good kids movie for sure. Yeah. It's definitely enjoyable. It has a sort of whimsical nonsense to it. Yeah. Um, like, it's not that I hate the movie. I don't hate the movie, you know? I just, again, it's like, I think it's a solid film. Would I put this in my top favorites? No, but then again, my list is huge. And there has to be like a specific reason why I put that up. Maybe the story entangles me, it gets me hooked. Um, I don't think that the story particularly is really grand in gesture. It's like not like overly complicated, which is good. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, like I said, it's a kids' movie. It's simpler. Exactly. Simpler is, is better often. Exactly. Like I'm not, I'm not expecting Mary Poppins to be a Christopher Nolan film, and that's okay. Not everything needs to be a Christopher Nolan film, you know, or a Tarantino film or something that's very complex, you know. I don't think Tarantino movies are complex, but you, you get my drift. Uh, but it's enjoyable, man. It's uh, it's one of those movies, like, if I have kids uh, at one point in my life, I would like to show them, you know. I feel like sometimes kids get, like, bombed with, like, really shitty <laughs> kids' movies nowadays or kids', like, viewings. Uh, I, if I had a kid, I would be like, nah, they, they get like A1 material of content. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, seven. I'm giving this a 7.5. Um, like I said, it's not my favorite movie ever. It's not even my favorite musical. I still say that's the last one we did, Singing in the Rain. Right. Which I think is just a better movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, like I said, it's a solid film. Yeah, it was to like close to enough hours, but it's still the pacing was still pretty good, honestly. Yeah, I, w- I was telling you like shit. I'm like, yeah, this is almost two and a half hours, but I did it. It definitely didn't feel like it was a two and a half uh, hour movie. Definitely just felt like maybe one hour and thirty minutes. I understand like a lot of people don't like musical numbers, and I get that. It is like to each his own, I guess. Yeah, I think it's the fact that it's like the musical numbers sort of like didn't really relate to each other. Maybe it made it more digestible because it felt like you were watching like a series of short sequences strung together rather than just like one continuous plot where I needed to sit there and like pay attention to everything the whole yeah. time. Yeah. I can kind of like tune in and out almost of like different spots. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I need to remember that time that guy told that joke on the ceiling that comes back later now in the in the twist ending like right that never that, no that doesn't fucking happen yeah exactly even though it did <laughs> yeah uh no it's a solid film i think uh if you never see mary poppins i think it's worth a definitely worth a watch like i was generally curious about uh how the film is obviously if you want to like like if you got two and a half hours to kill and sure, go for it. I do think that maybe the only gripe about it is that, yeah, it is long. But like I said, like, you know, it didn't feel long. So at least there's that. Uh, Anyways, we're, we're out of here. I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah, <laughs> uh, okay, well, if you like the episode, like, subscribe. Remember <laughs> to uh, leave a, what's the word, Jimmy? A super califragilicious, bangalicious, dickalicious. Pause. I don't know. This is getting worse every time. (laughs)
<laughs> Super Califagalicious Expiodocious. Close enough. <laughs> Leave one of those at the bottom. <laughs> Try typing it out without looking it up. Yeah, that is a word now, apparently. I don't know why I'm telling people to leave comments at the bottom. We're not on any site you can comment on. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, unless I open a Q&A. But yeah, if you guys like it, please subscribe. I We got our Spotify numbers for the Spotify rap. Not that bad. A rap? Yeah, you know, like every year Spotify always does like like a rap. No, like I it's, don't. Not not like like yo what up like rap it's like like literally like they go through like what's your favorite what, what what were you listening to this year and shit like that, but they also have one for content creators. Oh, I thought you meant like an actual rap. Oh no no no! Like no. cashers and critics, they review films. I don't know what the rest is. Midgets, <laughs> midgets. I don't know. <laughs> midgets, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> okay, well, anyways, we did good. Anyways, bye-bye. <laughs> Goodbye.